Hey, we are a real estate couple that focuses on faith, family, and financial freedom. So this is episode 18, and today we're going to talk about how even seasoned investors have to step back, and sometimes we get overwhelmed with a deal or a project or what we're dealing with, and um, so we want to talk about that specifically, and Within the last two weeks, we bought a new storage facility, and it has been a long time coming. You worked on getting this deal for probably about three years. We were finally able to close it, and we purchased it on July 31st. And before we bought it, you went over there several times making notes. We've had a budget. We knew pretty much where we were going to fall on everything, and we get two weeks in, we're spending a lot of money very quickly, and it became overwhelming very quickly. Very overwhelming. So, so we have stepped back to look at it again. So let's just give, should we just give a little snippet of kind of how we purchased it sure. and kind of the story behind it? So when I first got, when we first got into storage, I started looking, obviously local, this was one of the first ones that I saw. And it kind of goes back to even our residential. I always tried to find the nastiest, most mm-hmm. disgusting one. And this one was very uh, mismanaged, uh, very poorly ran. Um, and so I went in and started talking to the owner. Wasn't interested in selling. So I'd say at least once a month for a year, I would stop in. Mm-hmm. And then it when we got pretty busy in storage, I kind of backed off, but I would always stop in, um, you know, every two, three months and no, was no, not interested. Well, maybe, you know, but I just developed that relationship. And I guess it was probably about three months ago. I just was driving by and he was never in the office yeah. either. Um, so, and I would call him even down to the point of about a year ago, I sent him an offer for a certain amount of money, took a picture of a check, said, Hey, here, here is an opportunity. You know, if you want to sell it, he called me is like, you know, Dan, that sounds good. I'm just don't know if I'm ready. Well, when I went by and he was sitting there, uh, you could just see that he was kind of down and I said, Brent, what's going on? And uh, he was like, man, the homeless burnt one of the buildings down in the back. And he said, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. I said, is it time to sell? And he goes, yep, it's time to sell. Yeah. So then it took us another month or so just to kind of work out the deal. Um, and I'll give you a real quick. So two thirds of it is an owner finance from him. We used a line of credit to do a third of it down. And then our fix-ups are going to be um, through a private lender. Yeah. So, um, you know, and it's pushing close to a million dollars when we get done with it, um, with fix-ups and everything else. So that's kind of just the breakdown. But this goes back to creative financing, how we do it. You know, it, he didn't want to finance it. Yeah. Um, you know, he even joked about, you know, the bank of in his last name. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, but man, this is the thing. You don't want to pay the taxes this year because you already had another sale. So I just educated them. But going forward, we were able to get it closed out. And we knew, when I say mismanaged, 
there's an upper section. If you look at our Facebook page, if you look at our website um, and go check it out because it's kind of some cool transformations of the beginning to where we're at now. Um, It was a situation that I knew what we were getting into. You know, the lower section, there was a homeless problem. They had been breaking in um, kudzu, which is an ivy plant, was growing over the buildings. To the point of we couldn't even get insurance on one of the buildings until it was cleaned off. So we had to actually do some work and pay for some labor and get it all cleaned off before we even bought it just so we could make sure we were covered with insurance. Correct. And I even remember as we were doing that, I'd come home and I'd be like, Tane. What are we doing? <laughs> are, are we are we making the right decision? We can still back out. Yeah. Um, you know, and I guess that's kind of what we're trying to get across in this um, episode is that we've been doing this 25 years and it's still sometimes a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much, because the thing is, is not everything is in our control. Yeah. We can sit down, we can look at the numbers, we can get the money figured out, we can look at the actual physical property, but then the the one element that's tough for us is the homeless situation, that we're having to go in and secure things up with fencing, with cameras. I mean, we're moving a police officer in to the apartment, um, you know, that he's on a task force for the homeless in that area. You know, we're having to do a lot of things that we haven't had to do in other storage facilities yeah. when we've bought them. So, you know, I remember specifically we had, so the building that was burnt, we tore down. Yeah. And we had it tore down within the first week. week. Yeah. And then we um, cleaned out, I think it was 38 units plus the big uh, building. And, and once again, if you go to our Facebook page, stuff like that, you can see some of these. Um, we were measuring doors. We were looking at doors. We had a whole building roof replaced. You know, I think within a week, you looked at me and you said, hey, we're going to have to put more money in the account. And we had just spent, I think, over $50,000. Yeah. And we're getting ready to spend $60,000 just on doors. Um, you know, and it just, it starts adding up fast. So last Friday... I was like, hey, I'm going to come home. We're going to sit down and let's kind of talk through this. Let's make sure we're we're following our budget. Yeah. And, you know, I pulled out all my papers. We kind of looked at everything. Yeah. And it was awesome because when we got done, essentially we were able to confirm what we saw three months ago yeah. when we made the offer and we structured the deal is that this is going to be a good deal. It's just it's overwhelming. Well, you get in the middle of it and – you feel like all you're doing is writing checks and writing checks. And you know that's part of the project when you're planning and looking at it up front. But then it's like all of a sudden, wow, 50 grand is gone. And the property looks better, but we still can't rent it out. Yeah, I mean, it looks so some it's better. Like, uh, okay, so what are we doing? So you just have to step back and say, this was the plan. Just kind of refocus and say, this all falls within the parameters of what we set up up front. We're good to keep moving. It's okay that we've spent this money. This was what we were planning to do anyways. So, And I think sometimes for me, especially being kind of out in the field more, is you spend all this money and you're doing all this work. You know, it's been a 
95 degrees, 100% humidity. It's been miserable out there working in these warehouses. And you pull away, spend all this money, and you drive back the next day, and it looks just <laughs> as ugly you know, because for me, I want to get things painted. I want to get the doors. I want to get cameras up. I want to get signs up. But I mean, like you said, we're not even a position to be able to put it on our, our software and say, hey, these units are ready. Yeah. You know, we're just, we're bleeding. And we're and it, like you said, it is part of it. This is what real estate is when you buy a value-add property. But it's still overwhelming it and is. it's still, and I guess, you know, when we were kind of talking about this episode, I had mentioned, you know, it goes back to what's your why, you know, if you don't have a reason why you're doing real estate and then that, you know, that real estate is what you want to do, you can, it, it's easy to get discouraged and walk away. You know, there are so many from flips to remodeling our apartment complexes, to storage facilities. We've gone years without making money. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, once we get stuff done, we get it stabilized. And we knew the end goal. And we knew, okay, it's going to take time, but there will be an end point to this. And, I mean, in some projects, like, it take a lot longer. A flip usually is anywhere from... Six weeks to, we've had them take six months just because of outs, other factors. We have to move to another project, this and that, for whatever reason. But, you know, the we go back to, we talk a lot about our 20-unit apartment complex. It took us over three years to get that to where we wanted it from the day we bought it. It was a mess, and it took a long time and a lot of money, and we would do a couple apartments, and then we'd have to stop. Because we'd have to and, go make more money. And then we'd come back. And so it's like, you it can get discouraging, but you have to keep in front of you, okay, what is the end goal? Am I still, you know, working my plan? And that doesn't mean the plan won't change. I mean, we already were two weeks into this storage facility, and we already, okay, we bought it with a end goal in mind, of what we're going to do with it. And we've already talked about we might change up that end goal a little bit, which is fine. It still falls within what we're trying to do, where we're going to be at the end. Um, It's okay to adjust and to change, but just know going through. And we were talking just a few minutes ago before we started this about, you know, a lot of people, especially new real estate investors, they feel like if I'm, nervous or there's a risk, then I'm just making a bad decision. And that's not it at all. There's always a risk in real estate. Every piece of property we buy is a risk to some extent. Um, And I think a few days ago, I was talking to our son. He's getting ready to go back to college. And I told him, I said, sometimes it's good to have a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of nerves. You know, you don't want it to control you. But honestly, sometimes that uncomfortableness keeps you kind of motivated because it keeps you sharp. It makes you say, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to this project and I'm going to face the issues so that when you get to that end point, you've dealt with everything and you don't have to worry about, you know, did I deal with this? Did I deal with that? But you're focused and you're sharp, you know, in anything, you know, when you start a new job, what happens? 
you know, that first six months, you know, you're going early, you know, you're making sure you're leaving early. Why? Because you don't want to be late. Well, then you get to that point that you get comfortable. And, you know, the thing is, is it's not like we're just devastated or scared to death about this storage facility, but it's, there's days that you look at it and you think, my goodness, what in the world have we done? But I think it keeps us vigilant of, okay, we've got, you know, we can't just be frivolous with, oh, well, this seems like a good idea for the storage. Let's just do this. We have to go back and say, okay, that was not in our original budget. So we'll talk, we talked about, you came across um, where we tore the building down there is a concrete pad where that building right. was sitting. You came across some portable buildings. Yep. And we've done this before. Um, they rent really well. It's just adding storage. It's adding income. Square footage. Um, so you found them. You're like, okay, would this be a good idea to put there? Because we haven't been completely sure what we were going to do with that concrete pad in that space. So you went and looked at them. We decided to move forward. And then we're like, wait a minute. This wasn't in the budget. And we're spending $9,000 to buy these portable buildings. So we sit down and say, okay, does this work? Is this going to fall within the parameters? Are we okay? Yes, it's okay to make this change. But, and so saying that is even though changes come, you get nervous. Oh, can I do this? Can I not? Just come back to your original plan. Adjust it if you need to, make some, you know, new decisions, but keep moving forward. Keep knowing, okay, it's okay that I changed this because I'm still on the right path. Or, you know what? No, I can't do this. It's going to take me too far out of budget. This is not one change I can make. The other example is the big um, warehouse building. We've talked about doing blow insulation in Mm -hmm. it to where it'll stay cooler and hotter. Um and yesterday we essentially said, you know what? Okay, if we go, we got a rough estimate of about $10,000. You know, if we go over budget, maybe right now's the time to do that. But we go in knowing, okay, we could go 10000 over budget yeah. with this one decision. I think we'll make it up along the way. But if we do, worst case, we, we, know. we determine that here at the very beginning. And we're not, I don't want to deviate from our plan unless we have a plan to be able to deal with that. Yeah. And that's when we sat down and we talked about, you know, the other thing I think that's added a little bit of, you know, un- not uncertainty, but just um, new, um, I guess, nervousness is that as soon as we closed on this property, we also got a call that a guy owned an adjacent building. And then it's funny because there was a 25 unit or 24 unit storage building literally right next door to what we just bought. So we ended up putting a contract on that and we close on that um, either Friday or Monday. And, you know, that adds another. We got to go in. We, I mean, project. all these 24 <laughs> units are yeah. completely abandoned. The building, it was an old countertop place. We've got to rip out molds and everything else. And it's like you said yesterday when we were walking, you're like, we just buy everything that needs work. I mean, we walked into that building and it's a mess. It is. And truly, I mean, for us, this has been what we've done. Like everything we buy is a mess. But it's like yesterday, it was just like, geez, we're working on this big complex we just bought. So now we're going to buy another building that it's, but this is what we do. We know this is how we've learned 
to value add because you asked me, well, should we not buy it? No, we should because we know because what to do gonna, with it. we're going to at least double yeah. what we're paying for it, at least. And then you add another 6,000 square foot of storage that when we do decide to have an exit strategy of selling the storage, now you've got 6,000 more square foot to add to a 22,000 square foot storage facility. You know, now you're getting into a little bit bigger players. So it, it does make sense. It does. It does. But it's it's that nervousness, that that angst of, man, are we buying too much when we're dealing with the homeless situation where they've literally ripped tunnels through and, you know, we'll we'll be over there working. The next thing we know, a homeless person's walking out of a unit with the door open and we're like, what are you doing? Well, I needed to have somewhere dry to sleep. And it's like, look, you, you guys can't be here. So it's just, it's, for a seasoned investor, it's still just unsettling and, and just getting from the start to where, like you said, I mean, I'd love to be at the break point, uh, breaking even point to where we're not stressing about how are we going to make our mortgage? How are we going to cover the utilities? How are we going to cover our software? That's when I get excited is when we get to that, to that point, point and, yeah. it's, and it's covered. So using this as just more of an encouragement to know it's okay to be nervous. It's okay to question what you're doing. It's okay to go back and question your, your plan and your numbers and your goal, because that's what keeps you vigilant. And we still every, our flips, every one of them, we have a budget up front. We come back several times through the project. Okay, where are we at? What are we doing? This went over. We had to do this. And just knowing just because you're nervous doesn't mean you're wrong. Obviously, make sure you're buying a good deal, that it does make sense. But it's okay to be a little nervous and to be a little, uh, is this right? Because that's what keeps you careful and keeps you looking and keeps you on top of it. Keeps you working on your underwriting yeah. and making sure, you know, because the thing is, we've done this for 20 years, 25 years, and you know, we've hit in, in every flip, every um, storage facility, it doesn't matter. We've You always hit something that you it's going to cost you more or whatever. That's why you're building contingencies. That's why you hope that you're under budget on other things. But the thing is what I guess I can say for us, and I, back to the encouragement, is we've gained confidence to know that when we hit that roadblock and, you know, we didn't see um, like one of the things that we're working on right now is a little white house that we're um, um, far flung is going to be moving into. And all of the subfloors were soft. Yeah, we had they no were idea. on two foot centers. Mm -hmm. So the floors were, we ended up having to go in and completely rip out all the subfloors. We took and moved all the floor joists to 16 on center and then went back with Adventech to strengthen up the floors. Well, that took a week and a half of labor, and it was additional cost that we weren't expecting. We were not expecting. However, it made sense to do it now. But because we've had so much experience and confidence in what we do and confidence in our underwriting and confidence in, you know, what we do, it's okay. Yeah. Because we know that, so this is an encouraging point too, is we went in thinking, okay, we're going to reuse the sheetrock. Well, as we got in there, it was rough. So we're like, okay, we're going to rip the sheetrock off. Now we're going to have to re-sheetrock. Well, 
additional cost that we really weren't expecting. But a cool surprise. We ripped all the sheetrock off and it has, as Joanna would love, <laughs> it has some shiplap. So uh, the thing is, I want to. I'm so excited about that because we've never had that happen. Ever, ever. <laughs> and it was we pulled that off, and it's like, oh my goodness! So we saw a section, we thought, okay, but it's going to be bad, yeah. and there's no way. But we've pulled it all off in the entire house. It's like, oh my goodness, we've never had this happen. It's just really cool. Yeah, that- I don't know how Chip and Joanna. Find- <laughs> I think they like put it on, put sheetrock over it, and then they tear it off, and they're like, oh, shiplap, because we never find shiplap. We never find anything yay, good. Yeah, we did, and we get to use it. So, But that's one of those things, is we know that somewhere we'll make it up along yeah. the way, yeah. and that it's still a good deal. It's still a good situation. Um, but going back, it always comes back to underwriting, making sure that you're you're getting into it. You make money. This is the key that I've always said. You make money when you buy, mm-hmm. not when you sell. It's true. So make sure that you're buying a good deal. Make sure that you're underwriting. Make sure you're not back to when we talk about business philosophies. It's why I don't buy property sight unseen. Is, you know, you watch some of these shows and people, oh my goodness, it's $10,000 in electric. <laughs> it's $10,000 in plumbing. <laughs> we don't run into that. I, and if it's something I can't see, I normally we just budget. Build it in. Yeah, yeah, I normally say, okay, we're going to budget this in. And if we get away with it that we don't have to, well, then that's just surplus that we have. Yeah. So, um, you know, just be encouraged. Something, and I said this to you the other day, I've been seeing a lot of real estate guys that are kind of coaching, helping people, trying to encourage people. Take action. You have to take action action. We've talked about it in other podcasts. Um, You know, I'm going to go back to Jeremy as I've been talking with him, as he's been driving around with us, you know, looking at doing HELOCs. You know, him and I went and looked at a house the other day and I told him, I said, call contractors, have them come out and look at the place. That way you're establishing relationship with contractors. You have to take action because what's going to happen is, and what I told Jeremy was, you're going to end up, this house might not be it, but you get a contractor over there, see what his pricing's are, see what his pricing is, mm-hmm. see, you know, what he kind of encourages you to do yeah. to fix this. Get an idea of what the pricing of this house is. Well, the next time three streets over, you see a house that might not be as run down. Well, you've already got that established relationship with a realtor. You've already got that established relationship with a couple of contractors, and you already know the area. So action. You have to take action. If you're not taking action, you're, you're not going to be able to move forward. Yeah. So I kind of joked, and I'll say this, and it's corny, but because I said it to you yesterday, <laughs> about it's no different than dating and getting married. I mean, if nobody takes action and asks somebody out— <laughs> You're not going to be able to go out on a date to be able to get married. Yeah. Um, you know, there has to be action taking or taken in every aspect of life. I so agree. be encouraged, number one, that it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. And I'm telling you from some of the masterminds that I've gone to, some guys that have some high net worth, things come up and you get nervous. Always, um, always. Take action. And once again, enjoy the process because... 
It is a process. It is. And just enjoy along the journey, even with the stresses, be able to step back and say, you know what, at least I'm being able to do something I've wanted to do. I'm in the middle of it. Yeah, there's stress with it and I have to work through it, but I'm being able to do something new and exciting. And once I get to the other side, it's going to be worth it. Yeah. So. And this, honestly, I'll say this last thing about the storage facility. I can't tell you how many people have stopped from police officers to city public works to just people that drive by and they're like, thank you. Well, because part of it, they've been trying to revitalize our downtown for several years. And this is a couple blocks removed from like our main downtown. But this is one area that has suffered and there has not been a lot of attention. So we walked the our property and a couple blocks around yesterday. And once we get this done and the other two buildings that you just mentioned, when we purchase those and get those fixed up, there's going to be two blocks now that are nice, revitalized, look good. It's exciting. It's exciting for our city. This is something that we've been, they've been, our city um, officials have been trying to do for a long time. It's been a slow process, but it's happening and it's nice to see. And people do appreciate, oh, wow, what was such an eyesore? Look at it now. It looks even with a storage facility because it's nice. It's fresh. It's not just so horrible to look at. Right, right. So, Okay, well, I guess the next episode, we're going to do a case study. There we go. Talk to you guys soon. Mm -hmm.